on, I want to hear your worship. Come on, let your worship saturate the atmosphere. We pray for you tonight. Oh God. Oh God. Let's talk about Joseph. The Bible says that Joseph was thrown in a pit and left to die. They didn't even come back to check on him. They didn't come back to give him no porridge. They didn't come back to give him no oatmeal, no crackers, no cheese, no nothing. And the Bible says that he had every right to go after his brothers. Well, the Bible don't say that, but when you read the story, you'll see that this man had every right to go after his brothers, to tell his father, look, this is what my brothers, my own flesh and blood did this to me, daddy. This is what happened. But the Bible says that he had to work out his own salvation. He had to go through something that we call the process. And the Bible says that he, he was sold to, I believe the, the Ishmaelites. No, not Ishmaelites. He was sold to some tribe. They, 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 um, they bought him, wanted him to become a slave, but the favor of the Lord was on his life. And the Bible says that as a result of the favor of God, the blessing of the Lord is really what it was. The blessing of Abraham as a result of him walking in this blessing, the Bible says that he went into Potiphar's house and got promoted. And then all of a sudden, what shows up again? Another person that means him harm. Another person that means him evil. Another person that lies on him. Come on, for some of us, for some of us, could it be the reason why we keep running? Now, this ain't for everybody. But for some of us, could it be the reason why we keep running into, into jealousy and envy? Could it be that it might be something that we're doing? I'll just let you think about that because, see, we don't like to hear that part. We want to hear that, oh, the enemy's just afraid of you and everybody is jealous of you. And, you know, um, you make people, you make people feel uncomfortable or you intimidate people. See, we like to hear all that. But some of you, the reason why everywhere that you go and every new environment that you step in, the reason why you are, the reason why you're always the black sheep in that environment is because you are putting off an aura or you are putting off, you are putting off a, yeah, an aura that makes people not like you. Come on, you talk down to people. Now, I'm not saying that Joseph was like this, but you make people feel less than. Let me tell you something, baby. There ain't nothing worse than when I'm around someone that makes me feel like I'm not on their level. I don't want to be around you and I'm not hating on you. I just don't like I don't like your spirit. And that's how some of you are. And you need to stop saying that, oh, they're just intimidated by me and I'm just prettier than all these other girls and they're just jealous. Girl, ain't nobody jealous of you. We don't want to be around you because you're nasty.
And every time that we speak to you, you roll your eyes at us. Come on, that's what that's what reality TV and that's what social media has got people thinking about them. You think that everybody is jealous of you and we want to be like you and we're just envious of you and we're intimidated by you. No, we're not. We just don't want to be around you because you're nasty. We don't want to invite you to the Christmas party. Let me tell you why you're why your job never you never get the e the email about the after after work uh uh dinner parties or, or the after work get togethers because don't nobody want you to come up in there because they know that the moment that you step up into that party or the moment that you step up in that restaurant it's gonna be some drama and you're always trying to say that the other person causes the drama no it's you it's you you're the one that's causing the drama. And so let me tell you how you break free from that. You go take it to the Lord because I guarantee you the reason why you act like that is because someone close to you treated you like that. And one day along the way, you said, no one will ever treat me like that ever again. And so now you've become the abuser. Now you've become the person that's, 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 you've become the person that's mean. You've become the person that, that is rough, that always talks to a uh, talk to people like they're a dirty dog. Now you've become that person. Come on. You got to catch this thing and break the cycle because if not, you are going to die old and alone and you cannot get mad when your children don't want to be around you. Your children don't want to spend no time with you because you get on their nerves. You cannot get upset when you end up in a nursing home and don't nobody want to come and visit you. And yes, they could. They could have taken you to live with them, but they don't want to because they know that the moment that they let you in the home, you're going to become a monster-in-law. Come on. Some of you are not mother-in-laws. You're monster-in-laws. You're all, the, oh my God, I'm tapping in today. I wasn't planning on going here, but you're all up in your son's business and you are messing up his marriage. Come on, lay off. That is not your husband. That is your son. You gave birth to him, baby. You did not marry him. Come on, those are not your kids. Those are your grandkids. Come on, let the wife and the son raise them. Stay out of it. The girl, the wife or the girlfriend, stop telling the son, oh, she don't like me and I don't know why you're with her, Johnny. I don't know why you chose her over me. First of all, he chose her because he loves her and he wants to spend the rest of his life with somebody. He does not want to spend the rest of his days looking after you. Come on here, somebody. Somebody will catch that later. And so here Joseph is. He's in Potiphar's house, but now another person, another person has now ha, is now coming up against him. Now, the Bible does not say that he deserved it. As a matter of fact, the Bible just says that that Potiphar's wife, she just wanted him. So Joseph must have been fine because Potiphar's wife every day, the Bible says that she was soliciting every day. She was like, look, we're going to do this or what? I know that you work for my husband. Yes, I know how powerful my husband is in the community, but do you know how powerful I am? 
Come on, do you know what I can do? I'll make you feel good. <laughs> and so the Bible says, of course, we know the story that Potiphar's wife, she finally reached the point where she was like, today is the day she reached out to grab him. And the Bible says that he ran so fast, he ran so fast that he left his robe in her hand. And the Bible says that she was able to lie on him and say that he came for her. But the point of the story is here he is again in a situation, in a situation where he is hated by someone. And so the Bible says that the next place that he went to is the jail. Come on, this is somebody that had every reason. This is somebody that had every reason to hold on to unforgiveness, to harbor hatred. But the Bible says that out of everything that Joseph encountered and after everything that he went through, he was still able to release. And so if Joseph was able to release people that wanted him dead, how much more us? How much more are we required to release? I'm not talking about people that just talk about you and that these people, they wanted him dead. Come on, this is what the Bible says. David said, many are they that be that trouble me. Many are they that, that will say of my soul, there is no help for him in God, but thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, the glory and the lifter of my head. I believe the time that David wrote that particular song was the time that Saul and his army was after him. But David began to realize, hey, God, I might not be able to handle everything that is coming my way, but I know that with, I know that I know that with your help mixed along with my natural help, I can and I will overcome this. And so the Bible says that there came a day after Joseph got promoted. How did he get to his promotion? Come on, y'all stick with me. Hallelujah. Now, can you guys hear me? My mama is saying no sound, but can you guys hear me? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know in the comment section. Okay. Awesome. So I'm getting, I'm getting the thumbs up that everything's okay. All right. How did Joseph get promoted? How did he get to the place where he is now governor over the land of Egypt, over a place where he was not even from? Well, let me tell you how he did it. He learned how to let go. Come on. I feel like saying this to somebody. One of the reasons why you have not seen promotion yet is because you are still, you have not let go. Let me tell y'all something. Unforgiveness, unforgiveness equals blockage, not for the person that you are hating not for the person that you've been hurt by, but it equals blockage for you. And so Joseph, the Bible says that there came a time where his brothers and all the nations are coming to Egypt for food. They are coming to Egypt for grain because now there is a massive famine.
that is taking place worldwide. And out of all the people that are coming there, his brothers show up the same ones that meant him harm. Come on. I'm not talking about people, you know, and although it words do hurt, words can kill. But this isn't about, you know, what Joseph encountered. It was not from people that just talked about him. It was from people that tried to destroy him. Let me tell you something. I know what it is like to be around people that want to see you be humiliated and destroyed. I know what that feels like and it is not it is not a good thing. Yeah, mama, I think that that might be on your end. It is not a fun thing when you are around people that want to see you die. They don't just want to see you give up and quit, but they want to see you out of the earth. Come on. Can I tell you that that person, they don't realize it, but this person, they are, they are in covenant with a spirit. The enemy is working through them. That's the only reason because someone that does not have a demon, they would not be wishing for a person to die. And so here Joseph is, he has gone through this situation. He is thought of every day. What am I going to do the day that I see my brothers again? What am I going to do on the day where I see the very people that tried to kill me? What is going to be my response? Come on. I had this same thought in my mind when I met up with that person. And when I met up with those people, the very ones that tried to destroy my family, the very ones that wanted, come on, to destroy your ministry. I thought to myself, God, what am I going to do the day that I see them again? And in my mind, I thought that I would react a certain way, but because of the presence of God and because of prayer, I ended up responding a different way. Come on, can I tell you that Joseph went through the same thing? He had to have gone to come to the place where God, he had to have come to the place where somewhere along the way in the process, he saw that no matter what you try to do to me, no matter how you try to destroy me, God is with me. And if God be for me, he's more than the whole world against me. And so the Bible says that Joseph, he saw the very people that wanted him dead. And let me tell you what his response was. The Bible says that he went into a room and he wept so loudly that people that were in the palace, they heard him weeping. Come on. The Bible says that his response was he ended up giving his brother Benjamin back all of his silver and then some. The Bible says says that Benjamin opened up his bag. And the Bible says that Benjamin ended up saying, my money has been restored. Come on. Let me tell you when you know that you've been in the presence of God. Let me tell you how you know that you've released for, for real. When you are willing to bless those that have hurt you. Come on. The Bible says, bless those that curse you. Come on. When you are willing to bless someone that you know has spoken 
a word curse over you, when you are willing to pray for their children, even though your flesh wants to curse them back, even though your flesh wants to speak vicious things over their life, you're still saying, God, be with them. You're still saying, God, have mercy on them. Come on, you are willing to intercede for them. You are willing to intercede for their family. I remember when a person that did us wrong came back and they got a bad report concerning something in their life and they reached out and they said, look, I need for you to pray. And in my thought, in my mind, I wanted to say, I'm not praying for you and whatever it is that you're facing, you deserve it. But in my spirit, come on, because I've spent time in the presence of God, I began to pray for this person. And when they got the results that they got, I was happy for them. Come on, don't be like Jonah and end up doing the thing that God has told you to do. And when the thing, oh my God, and when the thing works, does it work out the way that you wanted it to work out? You stop doing what you, you, you go when you sit underneath a tree and you sit there angry. Come on, don't be like Jonah and oh my God, don't be like Jonah and be angry at how God responds to his people. I know that they did you wrong, but that is still God's child. I know they might have a demon. They might, they might be dabbling over in, but guess what? The same way that God created and formed you is the same way that God created and formed them. And so Joseph, the Bible says that he ended up giving them food. The Bible says that not only did he give them food, but he went to Pharaoh and he said, look, can my family, will you give my family permission to go and live in Goshen? And the Bible says that his, that Pharaoh granted him access or his family access into Goshen. Come on. He invited them into a wealthy place where they never had to worry about anything. These are the same people that tried to kill him. This isn't a different set of siblings. These are the same ones that wanted to kill him, but Reuben talked him out of it. Reuben said, no, don't kill him. Don't do that. They wanted to, they just left him for dead, but they really wanted to kill him. These are the same people. And the Bible says that he ended up moving them into a place where they never had to worry about food ever again. They didn't even feel the famine where they were. They didn't even feel, they didn't feel nothing. He set them up for good. And this is what the Bible says. When he saw them again, he said, look, I don't want you to feel bad about what you did to me. Because now I know that God sent me up ahead so that I can save many people alive. Let me tell you when you know that you are ready to forgive and let go, when you finally come to the conclusion that the crushing that you went through because of the people that hurt you, the when you realize that the crushing that you went through because of the people that you hurt that hurt you 
caused you to produce more oil. It caused you to be even more effective in your ministry. It caused you to be even more influential. It caused you to be better. It caused you to be greater. It caused even more opportunity and even more increase to come to you. When you realize that, that's the moment where you are ready to move forward. Because when the desire in front of you is greater than the pain behind you, then you are ready to move forward. Come on, can I tell you that for some of you, the reason why you were not ready to expand, the reason why you were not ready for increase is because you still have a desire to see their demise. When God is trying to show you more, God is trying to get your desire focused back on the right thing. Come on. Once I realized that the crushing that these people took us through produced more oil, I said, all right, you can crush me again. I can go through all of that again because I know that the result is going to be new wine. You can crush me again because I know that the result is going to be fresh oil. Come on, you can talk about me. You can do whatever it is that brought me here. You can do it again because I know that at the end of this, I'm always going to come out on top. Come on, until you can learn how to focus on what's in front of you and you can no longer focus on what is behind you, what has happened to you, until your stories are no longer sob stories about how much they hurt you and about how much it's not fair and how painful this is, until you can come to a place where you say thank you, because now I know that God allowed this to happen so that I can save many people alive. What the enemy meant for evil, God has now turned it around for my good. I know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Come on, when you get to that place, that's when you know that you are ready. Hallelujah. I feel like staying here even more. I believe we're going to pick right back up on this conversation again next week, Wednesday. Come on. Were you blessed on today? I see many of you that tuned in uh, after I got started. I want to say a wonderful good afternoon to, uh, uh, to Prophetess Ruth Mary Bean. Love you so very much. Wow, the way that you spoke over us last week, it was absolutely amazing. Auntie Penny, I love you guys so very much. Well, I'm got to get up off of here. But once again, I thank you guys for tuning in to today's broadcast. Remember, we're right back on here every week, Monday through Friday at, at 2 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I love you guys so very much. And I pray you have a fantastic remainder of the day.